I started like telling him like, yeah, like I usually go like a little like short on the sides. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to go. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he like cut me off. I was like, uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> no, he did a nice job and you look much more respectable. Thank you. Yeah. He buzzed it on the sides and then left the full length on top and then slicked it back. And I was like, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like my hair, the, my front of my hair was down to here. Oh my gosh. It was... <laughs> <laughs> so oh, good. Priceless. We're back, Calvin. We're back. Better Folks, than ever. Welcome to the Open Road Podcast. Jared, tell them what we do and how we do it. <laughs> what we do is help you find more adventure in your everyday. How do we do it? Well, we tell you some stories from our lives. Seemingly boring lives, but at times, adventure chooses to break in. Other things we do, we interview people who are doing adventurous things. And sometimes we even introduce you to new adventurous music uh we have some fun talk to our friends and we bring you along for that conversation so that you can go out and live an adventure yeah you nailed it that was great good uh good music by the way jared lately i've been i've been enjoying that i think some of our listeners i've heard good feedback from that that we're uh back uh kind of promoting that and getting on board with the new new bands and new music we come across so that's great uh yeah I just messaged another really small, like brand new uh, indie label in Kitchener Waterloo and said, Hey, you guys wanna do some stuff, send some music our way? And they were like, Like yes. how s- how small are these guys? Like midgets? <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say that is anymore. This, is this like a niche po- a niche market? I don't think that's hitting? PC anymore, man. Um, why not? Isn't it a medical term? Actually, yeah, I don't know. Dwarfism? Oh, this now we're just gonna say no, really no. bad. No, it's not. I think they're they're different things. They're different. Here's well, what we're gonna do. We'll we're to gonna do get an research. expert on and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we will do that. But anyway, so they're they're gonna maybe send us some music. So I'm glad people are liking that. Uh, you know, finding some new tunes here and there. So um, th- this week's episode is going to be a little bit off our regular format. Calvin, what's that face all about? Nothing. A uh, little bit off faces. A little bit off the regular format. We are going to share some stories, some personal stories. We don't have a guest today, but. Calvin and I have actually had some great adventures. So your hosts who, you know, basically just are basement dwellers podcasting from their bedrooms. You know, we listen, actually got out there listen. and did something. Here's the thing, Jeremy, we have been trying to get together, you and I, since the new year to try and get together and figure out what in the world, set some goals for our podcast. We have literally not been able to do it. And so I think we just like, here we are, we're doing an episode, we, we still pump the episodes out, but this is kind of raw, this is what's happening, like we gotta kind of hash some of this stuff out on the air, because this is the time that you and I get together. Exactly. So we don't get extra time, you know, beyond our recording time, we're busy people. No, you got a baby. We got dependents, we got people depending on us. So, I got a big um, lawn now that go. I gotta cut. We but we got lawns, <laughs> yeah, weeds to pull. Um, yeah, but but here's the thing, Calvin. I was so excited that for Tim's bachelor party, you guys all hopped in the RV and yep. took it on a trip to Vermont. I was yeah. so freaking sad to miss that trip, but 
thankfully, I had a good adventure in both Frankfurt and Vernon. But we, we got to start and just explain our adventures, I think, a little bit. Not explain them, but tell some stories from them. So, right. Cal, hit me with some, some deets from this party. I mean, what do you want to know? Like, I'm not going to like give you the full skinny. Well, half of it was okay. illegal. <laughs> half of it's TMI. <laughs> so here's the thing. So you guys all started at my place, which was awesome. Great to see everybody. Send them off in the RV. Um, yeah. Actually, you know what? Here's a good place to start. So uh, last week I told the story where when I went to pick up the RV, some kids had snapped a key off in the ignition yeah. and I had to fix it and, and get that all sorted out and get the right key in there. Then... The next morning after you guys had left, you had some key yeah. issues. And yeah, the next morning we woke <laughs> up, didn't know where we were. Uh, and I tried to start, no, who is, Zach was trying to start the RV up, could not get it, could not get it. We had like four guys rotate in and classic, like the one guy, like guy can't get the key started. Next guy, oh, idiot, I'll try it. <laughs> of course, that guy can't get it. Next guy, idiot, I'll try it. <laughs> Finally, we realized, okay. Something is going on. We cannot get the thing started. So yeah. um, the key would go in, and th the keys are very specific. Anyways, what we realized is, like, this is the wrong key. We don't know what where the key is. Jumping back eight hours earlier, we uh, had a friend drive the RV to where we ended up sleeping that night. A friend we met that night <laughs> named Tom. This is a dude we met at where at uh dude we met in new york and he drove us in the rv and then he just walked off into the distance and i was <laughs> like well i gave tom the keys last right and, and it worked for him so i mean he must have changed the keys or did something but i don't think so i was like driving in there with him um and when i got anyways, the call from you guys in the morning this was a very specific detail that was left out of the equation <laughs> yeah so we were i was very yeah, we did not want to tell you this because <laughs> at that point we were still stranded in the RV. Right. Um, so we really couldn't get it going. And I had my mechanic buddy on the horn and he was running me through the hot wiring step. So I was uh, sending him I pictures of this. I was sending him pictures of the ignition from in behind. Uh, I had the dock house all pulled off and I was and I had all the wires disconnected and I was running through the um, scenario of hot wiring and then someone found a spare key under the passenger side floor mat. Yep. So boom. Because on, on the other phone was was me, and then I'm on FaceTime. I see these keys. I'm like, those are not the right keys. There's got to be one in there. And then, thankfully, there there was one that was found. But but so here's here's what happens. If you remember last week epi well, on last week's show, I introduced you to a, a negative German saying called "Ima et was," which means there's always something. Mm. Something's mm. always going to happen. Um, were you expecting that this trip? Did you feel and did you know that something like this was going to happen that was going to be a setback, some adversity that you had to overcome? Well, I think whenever you get in this rig, there's always a little bit of that in your mind. And I think the past few journeys that I've been in this thing, once you kind of hit like the 8 or 10 hour mark, it starts to chug pretty heavy. Like really, like it loses power quite a bit. And so we had that quite a bit actually when we were coming back we had to pull over three four times just let it cool were you driving um, in the middle of the day yeah that was middle of the day yeah i think so that it, happens it, in it, the it heat gets of the hot day and yeah so um you know that's kind of expected but it, it is what it is um but i mean the one-off little idiosyncrasies are always fun and unexpected and this was a new one actually N never had any problems with the ignition or um electronics really now, were you mildly sad that you didn't 
actually successfully hotwired that you found a key in the nick of time? Were you like, oh, I so really wish I could have done it? No, I wasn't because so I <laughs> it is so tight under that steering column. Yeah, I had my I was head under my legs up over the seat and the only way I could get my head to actually see the ignition in the back was that I had to have the doghouse fully pulled off and out of the RV so then the whole engine is literally right beside my head right. and my like foot long hair is all like in <laughs> the mix so I'm like man like this thing fires up I'm gonna get my hair caught in it for sure right so I was really happy that I didn't have to do that you know what else I'm happy about? The fact that you have disproved the movies, that you can't just smack off a panel, unscrew two wires, and start a car. No, so... Um, and if there's any vehicle you could do that to, it would be this old RV from the 70s. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it is... was. I, I, technically, it is simple. The, 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 guy had, the guy ran me through the what to do. Right. It's not that simple, though. You have to definitely know what you're doing. There's right. about six different wires you have to kind of screw around with. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I never got it to turn over to be honest. But yeah. Anyways, we then uh, so half of us were in the RV dealing with this key and starting situation. The other half of the guys took off to go find a mechanic. And then so what happens is there was like four guys that went to go find a mechanic. And uh, so Chad and some other guys went and found this shop, and they're trying to get him to dri- drive them in his truck over to the RV. Right. He won't do it. He won't do it. He says he's got a whole morning. Chad waves a hundo at him and, <laughs> <laughs> and convinces them. And so the, he waves a hundo at him. He said, what about this? Guy just screams around the corner in his truck. That's amazing. And, and they all pile over. And then so he... So did he give him that hundo just for driving him back? I don't think he ever gave it to yeah, him. That's no. good. So he gave it to him. And then he... um. What did he do? Oh, he thought we had a dead battery, so he charged our battery up, and then we got the thing to start because we had already found the key. Right. Um, but you know how the battery the the battery terminals are really loose on that thing. Well, because like wires anytime, are in bad shape. Anytime I go to park it, I also pull it off so For that sure. I don't kill the battery. So and like that's also a little bit so loose. hard that all you're exactly right. They just kind of push on and push off. He was horrified, and he so he was like wanting to sell us on getting all new cables done. Right, and we're like, dude, like no, no he's thanks. Like, oh, it'll just take like half an hour, and we're like, man, he's like, it's gonna, you're gonna have problems all the way. You're gonna have problems all the way, and I'm like, ah, whatever. So I just like jammed the thing down there, and then we left. And did um, you have any more problems? No, it was, we didn't. We wanted to get the guy's phone number and send him a picture from us in <laughs> Vermont with thumbs up. Oh, good thumbs up. That's and the right finger. Yeah, maybe other appendages as well. We don't know. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And I mean, uh, any hassles at the border? Uh, yeah, there were definitely hassles at the border. <laughs> yeah, there were for sure. Going down, um, going down, basically going into the U.S., we were pulled over immediately. It wasn't too, too long, like an hour and a bit, maybe. Um, nothing crazy. They just searched the rig, um, questioned us. Going back home to, did I, maybe I said this on the last time. We got pulled over in the Montreal border as well. Yeah. And searched and. Oh, the guy um, with the samurai swords. And we were parked beside the guy with the samurai <laughs> swords. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of annoying. I mean, it's a big buzzkill getting pulled over, but I guess it's kind of expected. Yeah. Seven bodies jammed in there. Yeah. So do you, does the magic of the RV live on in at least your mind and now hopefully in the mind of some of the guys who this was their first trip? That's the thing, Jared. I love 
when people get to have a first experience in that rig. Yes. They are always so fired up. They want to drive. They want to do passenger. They want to just chill, play cards in the back. I mean, it's great to have people um, do the full experience, you know, sleep up top, have a nap. Yes. It's it's truly is traveling in absolute luxury. Yeah. It's hard to beat. Yeah, I think as the more we've had this thing around, the better that experience gets when you see someone else having that experience for the first time. Yeah, and I love that like there's been so many people that have come through uh, cycles on this, and so really funny. You know how at the on the back bumper there's yes. like that four by four piece of wood that's jammed in there. Yes, and then if you take a really sharp left turn, the wood will slide out of the bumper. Yes, and it hangs out. So basically, what happens is this, the wood slides out, and I don't know why it's in there, but there's little tick marks all on there that mark people's. Um, like little height marks that have yes. the person's name and date and it's kind of fun to see who's taken the hardest left-hand turn who, who did uh, anyone do a crazy left-hand turn and almost lose the piece of wood i don't know but like um i remember i wasn't driving and someone took a super hard it's probably tim he took a really hard left turn and i'm like oh dude you're gonna do really well with the log and then we went and checked it and i was like chirping him for poor driving and then we went and checked the log and i had the biggest turn <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah so that's a weird bumper at the back it's this weird square bumper and this little four by four log fits inside of it and so it kind of slides around i think it's to block the wheels if you're parked on a hill or something i guess so yeah but well anyways i'm really glad that you know the rv survived another journey and that all those guys got to have a good uh have a good experience yeah i think so um I'm I'm excited for just more. Whenever I get out of that thing, I'm like, ah, yeah, this is this is the way to go. I feel like whenever we talk about doing trips, we're like, oh, should we do the RV? It's always like a question. It should never be a question. Right. It should always be absolutely. We'll take the RV. Yeah. It's so much adds so much more to the trip than uh, what the original you know itinerary was expected. This might be might might even be the first larger trip that I was not involved in. So. I was also really happy about that to see that it came back in uh, in one piece because at the same time, while I trust that thing to get back home, I also have absolute peace every time I see it leave that, you know, I might never see that thing again, and that's fine. Fair enough. I mean, I think that's something that, yeah, we all have to just have in the back of our heads is like, you know, at a certain point, like, this thing may have to be abandoned, and I we think, all fly home. I think if we can just come to an agreement that if we do, in fact, need to abandon it to Please pull out all of the stereo equipment. I have, you know, some very high quality amplifiers. Yeah, those are my sick subwoofer is yeah. a little bit busted, but at least the deck is really nice. So if we can just make sure that stuff comes home, that's easy to fit in the back of a car. Part of me wants to set like an absurd goal for this thing. And, like <laughs> I really want someone to take it, me to take it to South America or something, and oh. just go for it. Just yeah. drop and just like do a huge trip with it, and though it may be the death of it. It's, like I, I really hope it is something like that that is the end of it. Yeah, super. I mean. But I don't know. Who knows? Is there somewhere that we can just drive and it's all downhill? <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to drive up to like Jasper and then it's all downhill to <laughs> We uh, have it, have to it delivered there to the top of a hill. Yeah. And just get to coast. Just kick, it coasts so well. It's it so heavy. Gear. It just actually oh, picks up man. speed. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. The thing pushes a lot of wind though. <laughs> such an animal on fuel it's so funny <laughs> oh that's so good too i love that experience too of all these new guys who don't truly know how horrendous it is on fuel 
I know. Experiencing I know. that. Wait, didn't we literally just stop for gas? Like, I don't even have to go to the bathroom yet. How do we have to fill up oh, for gas? Oh, we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. That's good. So, yeah, Jer, um, I no doubt that was tough to see us wheel off. And maybe, and I was thinking like, ah, I didn't want to call you because I'm like, ah, oh, that's a jerky thing to call you while we're all like chilling in the RV, dealing with the RV world. And then you're at your desk. Um but we called you anyways. How was that? I was glad that you called me. I had the sense that you weren't calling me until it was like really you were kind yeah. of out of answers. So um, I honestly was grateful for the call and I felt uh, I felt glad that I could be able to to help you get through it. And, you know, really end of the day, don't mean to say it, but I'm going to. It was my advice that got started. So you, uh, fa- you needed me. You needed fair me. Fair enough. Yeah. We needed to know where the key was hidden. Yes. Well, and I, I felt bad because when you said, um, when I was like, I wonder what key they used. I was like, of course those guys tried every key on the keychain. That's the first thing you do if a key doesn't turn. You try the next key. So mm-hmm. I felt a little mm-hmm. bad. Like I'm like, these guys aren't idiots. Of course they know. Or of course they would have done that. So, But then I got the photo from Tim with holding up the two keys you were trying. I'm like, oh, no, those are not the keys. <laughs> I know. it was. It's still it's still a big foggy mystery in my mind. Yeah. Um, but we'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to leave with one more experience that I I'm, I'm, was so glad other people got to experience. One of the most fun things to do in that RV is to hit a downtown core yes. and just slow cruise and just crank that stereo system to the absolute max. Yes. And I think that is just so ignorant and obnoxious, but just <laughs> so fun. You just have to do it. Yeah. Like people are just yeah. completely gobsmacked when they see <laughs> like the the sound getting pumped out of this thing and, and that rig just slowly rolling through. Yeah, all the graffiti, the basketball net, eight heads hanging out the windows. Whatever happened to the Vuvuzela? Um it it disappeared. It has disappeared. That was the one instrument that I was like pretty good at playing. <laughs> okay, uh, this is another story for a different day, but I also heard that the super suit might have disappeared. It did disappear. So we need to find an equivalent. It got left at the Airbnb. Yeah, we need to find an equivalent. Maybe you should call them. We'll, we'll call. I'll tell Tyrone to call them and see if they can ship it back. The deal is no one can fit in that super suit anymore. Which is the best part about it, Calvin. <laughs> it's so small. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll save our listeners from a description of that thing. We interrupt this riveting conversation for another track. We've been playing music uh, from our pal Titus over the last couple of weeks. This is one more track from his new album, There Is Time, called Alone With You. You can find it and other music by following the links in our show notes. Moving along, sojourner's song. I want to
While you guys were all partying in Vermont, I was actually having quite uh, quite a lovely time in Germany. That's right. You were just um, chopping on schnitzel, drinking half of Eisen, trying on lederhosen. What was that message that I sent you? I thought that was pretty clever. Oh, I forget. Anyways. no. Oh, yeah, that that was pretty clever. I, did you, I forget what it was. But did, so you wanted a, you went a couple days early or a day early at least, and you were able to cruise around and get adjusted time zone wise. Is yeah, that, was that your plan? Yeah. So I was working uh, officially on Tuesday and Wednesday, and I flew out Saturday afternoon through the night. Arrived on Sunday morning, and kind of took a nap to try to get start getting over the jet lag. And had a meeting with my colleague who we were running some some leadership training over there. So we met and kind of got our bearings on the week. And then actually my cousin came and picked me up at the hotel. And this is a cousin that I had not seen in over a decade. Over oh, that's kind of cool. Actually, it was just... This is the soap guy? Just shy of a decade. Yeah, his uh, his name is Jan. And he's my cousin somehow, some way through our 
grandparents, you know, way, way back in the day. But uh, and, you know, his grandfather started a soap factory and his dad has taken it over. And right now he actually is a, a wholesaler of Suzuki motorcycles and ATVs. But he does is wanting to get into the family business in a, in a few years, so that's what he does. Oh, interesting. But yeah, he picked me up and he took me to downtown Frankfurt to the most authentic German restaurant, and I gotta tell you, man, tell me, do so. It was one of the greatest culinary experiences of my entire life. The schnitzel oh. was to die for, and I mean, it's really hard to ex- talk about schnitzel though. It's really hard to explain it, like. It's like, really, was it that good? And right. was I just psychologically primed to have a, gr- a greater experience because I was in Germany? But, but it that, honestly... Don't, don't let that take away from the experience because that's, that's okay. Not. I will not. Because Atmo is all included. You got it. It's the huga of the place. That's a new word for yes. Atmo. Do you know that word? Uh, I do now. Yeah. Anyways, I don't really know much about I huga, was, but... I was thinking of a, a different word. Never mind. What's your Continue. word? Continue. Um, oh, shoot. The Jewish word? Uh, um, I don't know. Feng Shui is not Jewish, but... <laughs> not Feng Shui. Chutzpah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of those things mixed not together... Chutzpah. ...gave me such a marvelous experience. And the pints of beer that I had there were... I mean, the Germans know their beer. I, everyone knows that. But to experience right. it was just such a joy. What do you mean they know their beer? What do you mean? What do you mean? They know their beer. They well, I mean, know how does that make sense? Beer. I mean, I mean, so do they? Do they pair a, a beer with your schnitzel or something? Or like, well, I tried. I tried the Pilsner, and then I tried the Hefeweizen, and they were just the best Pilsner and the best Hefeweizen I've ever had in my entire okay. life. Now, were they like locally? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Sourced all that goodness. Yep, and it was interesting because there were only two beers on the menu. Very interesting. Were was, they made by the restaurant or something? No, they weren't. But they were from a local brewery. But I think you know, I think yeah, that's that's the sense I got that everyone makes well, an amazing Hefeweizen and everyone makes an amazing Pilsner, and um, that's most. Riddle me this. I chair. guess I had a, another day at dark lager. There was a really good dark that I had, but you know, they they kind of keep it simple but keep it magical and excellent. So I wonder if that's a thing for like all the little local towns and, and, and cities to have their own brew. Because when I went to school in um, I think Austria, uh, in in Austria, in the, the little village where the school was was called Schladming, and they had their own beer there called Schladminger, yeah, and that was everywhere, yeah. Um, and it was kind of this this little exclusive. Like I think you could kind of only get it there. Yeah, maybe you're wrong. I don't know. Yep, but. Uh, yeah, so I think I would have to do a little more research to understand mm-hmm. the depths of beer culture there. But I mean, they're they clearly have been doing it for a very, very long time and been uh, been doing it really well. And that was the other th- nice thing about really all the places I guess that my cousin took me to is there were, it, w- it seemed a lot less commercial. You walked into this quaint German home. It looked like a home, but it had been turned into a pub or a restaurant, and it didn't feel so corporate while we were over there. You know, the high yes. rises were not as right. high. The villages were more villagey. The The corporate influence did not seem to be as intense. And we were right in Frankfurt for a bunch of our time there. Did um, you fly into Frankfurt, into that airport? I did, yeah. That's that, that's a big hub, isn't it? Yep, it is, big, for sure. Big airport? Yep, big airport. Here's the thing, Jared. Going, what you did there, going in, into a new city that you've never been before, meeting someone you know and knowing that they're going to take you up for lunch... That is so good. I mean, oh, not having to sift through TripAdvisor and look for, you know, 
restaurant recommendations, just knowing that this local is going to take care of me, yes. take me to what he believes to be the best spot to yep. have my experience fulfilled is so great. Yeah. And then it was so nice because he took Monday off work. So I kind of worked from the morning, sent some emails, and then he picked me up at the hotel and we went back into the city. Did uh, You know that Jeremy loves shopping. Mall Jer was out to... Uh, Did you find a mall? We found a mall. It was. A I, I figured you would find a mall pretty <laughs> close to first thing once you got off the plane. Yeah. Found a mall. Um, didn't, didn't, believe it or not, actually buy anything. Uh, then we got some authentic German street bratwurst. Not even like some like Adidas jogging pants or anything. No, I, I got nothing. There were actually these cool attractions in all of, in the mall. There were a bunch of different storefronts that have been turned a into German kernels. <laughs> there were German orange. No, Julius. no, 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 none of that, none of that. I got the German bratwurst. That was it with Fanta, obviously. Um, Fanta, duh, duh. But there were these little shops that weren't shops, but they were almost little museums slash art galleries within the mall. And there was one of those rooms that was a bunch of different mirrors and optical illusions as you walked around. Ooh, there were a all fun these, house. Yeah, a little fun house. So uh, in German, fun house. <laughs> <laughs> you are good, man. I'm you are dang good. <laughs> I so know. We went to a couple of fun houses and then uh and then we're on our way and then I went to uh visit his father and the family business and I got an awesome tour of the soap factory. And uh now what what kind of soap are they making? Uh, uh bar soap? No, it is liquid soap, all liquid soap, and it is shower gels and hand um hand soap and shampoos and conditioners. How big were these vats of soap? Oh my gosh, dude. Terrifying? Terrifying. Like as big as I mean, probably two or three stories tall and you know, like what? as big as a car around. Yeah, big. Of dove. Straight up dove. All the Dove different for men. all the different colors, all the different textures, all the different fragrances, and I went. So this is a huge operation, dude. They they bottle millions of bottles a year. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you catch that little video I put on my Instagram? I did. Yeah. yeah. So that um, get, that gives you the sense for how freaking fast they are pumping out the bottles. They have about four or five lines like that that are just constantly going. That's incredible. Yeah. Um. So anyway, okay, that was did you get any trip. soap in the eyes? <laughs> Uh, mercifully, I got no soap in the eyes, but only because I was wearing my PPE, personal protective uh, equipment. Is that what PPE, PPE is? personal protective equipment. And, uh, you know, I had my smock on, I had my goggles on, and, uh, you know, I was obviously being very careful to uh, not interrupt the operation and, and halt the line. Because time is money, and especially in an operation like that, if the line is down for even five minutes, your order is going to be late, so... So, uh, factory tours, does that get, get you going? you like doing those when you're, when you're traveling, a factory tour? Mm, not necessarily when I'm traveling, but I really like them in general. One of my other clients, and sorry for our vegetarian vegan listeners, is a hog processing factory. Yes. And that, my fine friend, is a fascinating tour. Um, yeah. And I'm not <laughs> going to go into much detail on this one because it truly is as gory as it sounds, but... That is so I'll give interesting. You one tip. I'll give you one little story. There's a guy there that literally just slits the throat of the swine. <laughs> uh, you didn't hear that from me, people. And bleeds them out. Okay. You didn't hear that I, from me. I, I always enjoy factory tours. Yes, and, they're amazing. Um, I think they're pretty fun, and I, I like seeing. And they're usually a really. They're usually pretty cheap because they're set up in a way where that pumps you out through a store, and you buy a little souvenir or something. What other ones have um, you been to? Like I've been well, to brewery terms, tours, so but... like brewery tours are like that. Um, 
I, I've been to a chocolate factory oh, in okay. Germany, cool. which was kind of fun. Yeah. Felt so sick afterwards. <laughs> Why? From the smell or from eating too much? Just like, oh, like you're just eating chocolate the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been to a couple other ones. Um, when we were in Vermont, we drove by the uh, Ben and Jerry's factory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is this actually really cool. It's like this big compound and grass, lawns everywhere and stuff. So you can just go there and hang out. Nice. Um, but they have a factory tour there, which was like $2 and we did not do it. I think you should have done that. Were you short on time? No, we just didn't want to do it. Really? You know? I would have done I don't that. know. I, I would have done it. I guess it's only 2 bucks. Yeah, that's but very I, cheap. I, I was like, how can, it can't be that fascinating. It's only ice cream. Dude, I think that's a missed opportunity. But hey, you guys did what you did. That's yeah. no problem. Did you? Is that where you played flag football on their grass? No, we had a lawn <laughs> at the barn where we were. Nice. Nice. Uh, no, it was like, yeah, dumping right in there. So, yeah, uh, factory tours are fun. Um, yeah. So so it was nice because after that, then um, I we went to another little pub and had a beer right by the river. And again, so quaint and like perfect German town. It was a beautiful sunny day. They're a couple weeks ahead of us in terms of their spring. So I just spent a good amount of time with my cousin, and I didn't really expect to. I mean, I messaged him the week before I was going to be there saying, hey, I'm going to be around. Like, are you still living in Frankfurt, and do you maybe want to like want to see me? So it's really nice that he kind of dropped everything to come and uh, hang out with me. So, Yeah, I think that's awesome. I always think about that because I've had similar experiences where I've gone somewhere, and I'm like, you know when you're traveling? Well, not this is different for you because you were actually traveling for work. But I'm kind of thinking in other terms of like vacation travel and you try and meet up with someone. And then when you're on vacation, you don't really have a good sense of what day it is or right. even really what time it is. Um, but you're meeting this person who it's it's their normal day in life. And I've had quite a few experiences where like that person has really dropped everything that they're doing to hang out with me. And I always think that's really cool. And, and if someone were to come to my town, hmm, would I be that uh, accommodating and like literally just not go to work yeah and take a couple days off and spend all my time with them maybe maybe not something to think about well i'd like to think yes yes well yeah well only time will tell um so so then my then i started working on the tuesday where i was facilitating all day and um after that a bunch of the clients that were in the training session they were all heading out to dinner and they invited me out to come to dinner with them and so that was another awesome adventure because the restaurant was about four kilometers away from the hotel oh, and nice. they decided that they were going to walk there and the walk was through this massive forest. And so we ended up going after our session on this awesome forest hike through Das Deutsches Wald, the wild, uh, the wild German forest. And um, it was like a decent hike to this re- to this restaurant. And we were... I'm just like following these people who have their Google Maps out and it kind of shows the trails through the woods, but it wasn't all that clear. And we were walking for a long time, but it was this really fun bonding moment. And it was me and about 12 other people. And it was so cool to watch those people who were in this training course kind of bond a little bit because they were from all over Europe. And so they hadn't necessarily seen each other um, too, too often. So they were all bonding and they included me on that. And, um, we ended up getting to the, again, this really great German restaurant. I obviously ordered schnitzel again, and it was just this really fun, spontaneous night that started with this awesome hike, uh, adventure. So then, and then the next day I was like flying home. I was like, man, that, that trip was awesome. And I was way more adventurous than I was even expecting. So, you know, mm-hmm. in the past we've talked about traveling, uh, you know, being more adventurous when traveling with work. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say I really, I really went for it and did it. 
Are you regretting only bringing penny loafers? Yeah, bringing just the penny loafers was uh, bad. I had to buy some Birkenstocks while I was there to uh, get, to well, get me duh, through. Because they're like <laughs> two bucks there. <laughs> so, but anyways, then after I, I got home from Germany, that great trip, I flew straight out to British Columbia, uh, landed right. in Vancouver, got on a plane to Kelowna, got in a rental car and went to Vernon for a meeting. Uh, met my boss there. We were at, again, out for dinner in in Vernon. And we were sitting at uh, the bar at uh, because th- this restaurant was really full. And the Here guys that were kitty cornered to us, they were um, like acquaintances of some guy that we work with at our company, Eagles Flight, from like okay. ten years ago. And so we all of a sudden made this random connection with these guys in a bar, which was kind of a, a hilarious moment. Um, weird when spontaneous stuff like that happens. You're like does everything happen for a reason and what would that reason be? And why did this, you know, it's one of those like trippy moments. Um, I, I, I agree, Jerry. And, and so here's the thing about that. That has happened to me as well, where I've met someone in a city that is across the world and I've bumped into them on the street and it's someone that I know from home. And then it's like, well, what in the world? Like, that's yeah. so weird. But the more you, the more I realize, like, I think everyone has had that experience. Sure. I and I really do think that like if you tell people your story of of that everyone has had a very odd yes. thing like that yes. which makes me think okay like maybe this is just a lot smaller than we think yeah um, and and, and so I maybe, I don't really like the saying everything happens for a reason at all I don't think it really no. makes a lot of sense but then I lost a lot of respect <laughs> for you after you said that yeah as as you should um but. Yeah, because what happened and for what reason? And there, I mean, there's a hundred. <laughs> for what reason? <laughs> no one ever says the reason. <laughs> okay, maybe, but what's the reason? It doesn't make any sense. Anyways, but I was once in Bolivia, of all places, and I'm at a restaurant in Bolivia, and in the same restaurant is a guy who I went to public school with his daughter, and they lived down the street from me in Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario. Like, that's just insane. Jer, it's insane. It's no more insane, though, than um, you seeing them anywhere else. Right. And I know you think it's insane because of the distance, but actually, if you weigh the odds, it's not. It's kind of like the lottery. The scale of the universe. It's odd that I see anybody at any time, isn't it? Well, exactly, yes. What are the odds that I'm sitting in front of this computer right now? They're not very good. Well, you're kind of a nerd. <laughs> kind of love that computer. Uh, but anyway, so then I was in Vernon. I had this meeting the next day, and after my meeting... I went up to some people sitting outside on a patio and I said, where is the best place to go on a hike around here? And they told me a great provincial park that was just around the corner. And I went on a great hike all by myself and took some photos and just got out in nature and enjoyed the beautiful British Columbia countryside. And so then I was flying home that night and I got home so late and I'd spent so much time on an airplane that week. But I was really satisfied deep down in my soul. Great ending to a great story. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so that's that's pretty much our weeks. We uh, th- those adventures that we had been on, and uh, you know, I'm proud of us, Calvin. Sure. Yeah. Um, we managed to pump out an episode in between all that, which was pretty great. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, we skipped an episode. We we, did, we didn't pump out an episode. <laughs> we're we're fine. We're back on track. Back on track. Um, we have a couple good weeks of content coming up for you guys, and some some exciting stuff on the way. I'd say. And Calvin, coming and I, up next week. Oh yeah, yeah. Give a us, continuation. Give us a, taste. a continuation of Jeremy's obsession with Hamilton. <laughs> so, once had thought to start a Hamilton series. This will probably be the last episode of all things hamilton no 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 
You're obsessed with Hamilton. Dude, there's so much good stuff happening in Hamilton. Interesting people. Easy fun fact. Easy guess. The to mullet get. was born in Hamilton. Really? The mullet. Yes, the mullet haircut. It's on their sign. Is that on the is sign. that why you cut your hair because you were sick of mullet ha- capital? You're, <laughs> you're sick of Hamilton. <laughs> sick of Hamilton. So much Hamilton hype lately. I don't know what to think of it. Dude. Part of me is like, ah, uh, yeah, I guess it's cool. And then part of me is like, no, it's still Hamilton. But think about where you live. What's wrong with where I live? No hype. No, that's fine. No one said there was hype where I live. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's like this booming hype. Uh, and I'm fine with it because I understand that people are forced to move there. And why shouldn't people get all hyped on where they are living? Yeah. So are you going to tell them uh, even a little teaser about our conversation next week? No, we are. Um, we, we're going to interview a local Hamilton um, business. Uh, we don't do businesses a lot on the Open Road podcast, but we had an opportunity to sit down with um, the director of a really cool, uh, unique business in downtown Hamilton area that is quite literally changing lives. Ooh. Cliffhanger, tune in next week. Yes, I, that, I'm, that's a great cliffhanger. Well done. Um, as we as we kind of near the end of our episode here, Calvin, I was, I was mm. doing some thinking over the past couple of weeks, and I think we've been Uh-oh. doing... Uh, our listeners a bit of a disservice as we've been wrapping up our episodes. Uh, how so? Is it just kind of disorganized? No, it's not disorganized. But I think that we are, we're not getting our messaging quite right. When we've been ending our episodes, we've been saying something along the lines of, I hope, you, I hope this episode helped you find more adventure in the everyday. Now, mm. I think that mm. is okay. However, you know, I think people should... St- Stop hoping and just start doing. So I wonder if it would make more sense to end our episodes by saying to our listeners, now go and live an adventure or go and have an adventure. What do you think about that? Do you think that's we should change that up a little bit? Do you think it's okay to say I hope or do you think we should give a more clear call to action? I'm all about breaking down the barrier of, um, you know, um, political correctness. So if we are wanting to give people a charge to send them off, yeah. fine. I'm not a big charge guy. Yeah. I'm not a big advice guy, um, but fine. If this will be my one song that I sing, um, I, I can do that for you. Do you not think, though, that the hope thing is just a little bit weak? It's just, it's cheesy, for sure. I don't want to wish hope upon people like that. Right? You're right. It's like, You're right. just and go I, do it. You and I are doers, and we make our own decisions. We're, we're grown-ass men, so <laughs> that's that's enough for us. Um, so if, if you want to, uh, if you want to find us on the web, it is, uh, openroadpod.com. Not a ton going on there, but you can sign up for our email list and Calvin, uh, is going to, oh, yeah. Calvin's going to write, uh, email. He, he writes some fun things and we have good links to our guests and to fun, uh, little products that can help you, uh, get the adventure that you're looking for. Calvin promised me he would write one last week. He did not. So let's see if he gets I to one not. this week. Uh, our, our Instagram account is uh, alive, well, and growing. You can find us at Open Road Pod. And please leave a review on iTunes and tell a friend about the show. We're growing. Things are happening. People are finding adventure. And we are so grateful that you are all a part of it. Let me break this down. We don't ask much from you on here on the Open Road Pod, but we will ask that you share this with a friend. And this is something that I've really gotten into is sharing podcasts via email it's very simple to select the share button yes send via text or email it's great and people it's a nice thing to get that from 
uh, from someone, it shows that you are thinking about them. Yeah. Then you see this article, like, oh, here, this will apply to you. It's it's neat. Neat thing checked out. Especially if the person isn't a podcaster, uh, it kind of introduces them to the whole podcast world. Um, quite a few years ago, when I was introduced to the podcast world, I knew nothing about it. Someone, what was the, the first podcast I started listening to was, I don't know, can't remember now. Um, anyways, it opened up this whole world for me, and I became, you know, really uh, intrigued and infatuated yeah. with with uh, podcasts in general as a medium. So, uh, give someone that gift, give yes. someone that opportunity, and to give them that opportunity with our show is also a good idea because there are so many bigger and better and more highly produced shows. So, if they start with us, they'll hopefully, you know, think, oh, this is kind of cool, an interesting long form way of sharing, and then. Again, they'll find other stuff that they like. But everyone usually listens to a couple smaller, uh, more personal shows as well as those bigger, more produced shows. So yes. we would love to fill that niche in as many people's podcasting library as possible. Yeah, um, so this would be a great episode to share, give people, new listeners, a little perspective, uh, a good introduction to who we are, what yeah. we're all about, and our personalities. Um, Jared, we have a couple minutes. What have you been listening to lately? Oh, what have I been listening to? Uh, well, you introduced me to Case File, which I've been really enjoying. It's good, eh? Uh, yeah, it's good. It's a little bit. R- did you finish? Um, did you finish? I finished S Town. I really enjoyed S Town. Um, another one that I'm really excited for is one coming out uh, from some of my favorite podcasters called Labeled. It's all labeled. Yes, it's all about. When is that uh, coming out, though? A, a record They've label. They've been pumping it for a while, dude. I don't know. It's just they don't. They never say. But it's all about some hardcore bands that we used to listen to from a record label called Tooth and Nail. So it's stories, rumors, and legends. Um, I I've I've been really liking Ninety Nine Percent Invisible lately because those are okay. such tight episodes. That, that's kind of a um, and. What is that's kind of arts culture? Well, yeah, it's basically like there's all these hidden stories and these hidden things in our world, and they kind yeah, of yeah. expose them. So one that they did recently was really cool. It was all about the people who make the noises that you hear in nature documentaries. So whenever you're hearing that's those animals, cool. it's not animals because they can't get microphones that close, but they are uh, artists who are no dancing around in a pit of gravel with all kinds of microphones hooked up to it. So anyway, that's the one that I've been listening to. What about yourself before we get um, out of here? Yeah. How I Built This has been a really good one. Okay. R- really fun. It, it's also quite tight. It's kind of about startup businesses, how how they came into being. I like it. It's good. It's interview style. They do a lot of big names, big name companies. Um, nice. What I don't like is a kind of when you put someone in that position of giving their story in an interview style. I feel like there's a very set model of how right. that person has to give their story of how they became or how they became a successful businessman. It's always like, oh well, I just had an idea, then I tried, and then this huge trial and failure, and then I triumphed out of it, and now I'm a you know big shot success. Right. Um, so it's maybe a little formulaic, a little less raw and authentic, or maybe not authentic. It's a little little formulaic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Science versus by Gimlet. That's a great one too. What's that about? It kind of tackles um, semi-controversial science-y stuff cool. in a really, it just very uh, engaging, very, 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 very easy to listen to. Yes, uh, they claim unbiased. Okay, um, which is good. Break it down, Matt Carter. I know you're a big fan. Oh, of that Oh, break one. it down's been very good lately. He's been slaughtering it. Uh, <laughs> maybe uh, we had him on our podcast a little while ago. Slaughtering. <laughs> 
Yeah. So anyway, there's some podcasts. Again, share this one with others. Jo- join this podcast revolution. It's fun to be part of it. Um, and, you know, the thing is, is, uh, is our last call. Calvin, what's our new call to action for our people? Get out there and do it. Oh, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just do it yeah i think it was just do it <laughs> uh everyone thanks for listening uh now go out and live an adventure for yourself fist bump boom, boom.